Blue Can Ass. Blue Can Ass. Blue Can Ass. All right, well, that was... He started recording, so that was the introduction, so that was beautiful. Blue Nicely can ass. done. Blue Can Ass was the introduction. <laughs> that was go. the old shit, the old shit. All right, By well, Hoop T. Welcome to the Island Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 1. Uh, we're at the Laughing Fox in Magnolia, Pete. Magnolia, New Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry, I was all around today. Um, Jersey. This is a big episode for us. We have the Juliana brothers and female sister on the podcast oh, baby, tonight. I'm a brother. I'm going to introduce everybody real quick, and then uh, we'll just get going. Obviously, I got Santilli to my left, Jimmy Buttle, the tech guy. I got Deej, ladies yep. first. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Greg. Hi. Ew. Mike. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and Matt. Is it time for me to talk now? <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, Chew's awesome. We want to shout out the Laughing Fox. We've never been here before. The place is beautiful. Um, and Chew was nice enough to have us. Um, we're drinking some Seattle iced teas, and we're just going to hop right into it. With, also, uh, this is also a big episode for us, too, because we got the band back together. N- not you guys, but, you know, Jimmy's back. And, Brett, this is your first time back in, in a couple of years now, right? You've been behind the scenes, low-key, and now you're officially making a return. So welcome back, brother. He's yeah. been twisted. Yes, Thanks. yes, he has. Well, I finally quit my job, and now... I just podcast full time. So if anybody asks me what I do for a living, I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. We don't make any money, but that's what I do for a living. Um, all right. So we just want to get into it, start a little bit. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first, but we just have a couple questions for the band. Um, we got a million DMs when we found out you guys were going to be on. So the fans have a lot of questions. However, if you guys can just give us a little bit of a background um, of what year the band started. Whose idea was it? Did you always play since you guys were young? I'll just give us a little background on how you got started. Well, right after Lincoln got shot, <laughs> Matt and Mike decided to start a band. That, that, yeah, it was right after. Yeah, I thought it might have been a little before, but now you're right. It was right after. No, Mike, Mike, I hit, Mike knows the most of the, the early history. Okay, the early. Yeah, we're talking early. We're talking actually before Giuliano Brothers. Okay. Before that was Family Affair. That was the band with mom and dad. That was me on drums. I'm Mike, by the way. Did I fuck that up? No, no, no. Not at all. Sorry. A.K.A. Grumpy Stillskins. Yeah, (laughs) A.K.A. Grumpy Stillskins. My brother Matt, that plays guitar now, was playing the bass back then. Just learned. I was a freshman in high school. He was in seventh grade in grade school. Mom and dad had already been playing... In bars and tap rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I had hair. Dad played the accordion. Mom fronted the band. And a very good friend of mine from high school, he was a senior in high school, uh, played guitar, Pat Waller. That was the original band. That was 1973. Wow. For the record, we were born in 91. 73. So you guys come from a musically background okay. family. So you guys so grew up with it instruments. Went, yeah, we always had music in the house. There was always a radio on, records playing. All the time. But shooting forward, the Giuliano brothers didn't start really until 2000. That's when you guys. It was right around 2000. We did our last gig as Family Affair. It it was New Year's Eve. uh, New Year's Eve of. 2000. 2000. Yeah. Well, yeah, it it was 1999, went into 2000. So you can look at it however. Um, but that's when the band became, uh, went from five pieces to the three of us, just the three of us. 
And uh, now, why was that? Was were, were they just getting well? Too actually, older? the keyboard player, the keyboard player at the time, his wife became very ill, and you know he really needed to have more time off, and which was totally understandable. Um, my brother-in-law Joe, who was also in the band, front of the band, played sax, whatever. My my sister's husband, um, they moved to Virginia. Gotcha. And he was willing to. <laughs> Commute, he said. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. But it, it became a hassle. It really did. So we decided to, you know what? Let's just keep it. You guys. We changed the name, oh, and we just we, let's start missing, from the beginning. You're missing an important factor. What's that? We had a girl join us. The first we went through a lot of rehearsals. Had a girl join with us. Yeah, and but that, within that, that two months, <laughs> you was gonna say out that of never even three happened. gigs, she missed two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so who? I, I would so have loved to be sitting that. on that. It wasn't <laughs> me. I was 13 years old at the time. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't D. Just no. to be now, clear. How did you guys take that? Was it just like off the street or like That's people that knew you guys? We're gonna we're That's gonna say that it wasn't D. How's that? Yeah. We're That's just gonna leave we, it at that. That's just when we decided. That's it. It's just Let's just go have some fun. Who, the three who, of us. Well, who picked? Who was the initiation? Okay, whoever. Of, <laughs> Let's just go have fun. Who picked her? It, it was. Uh, a, I'm not going to point any fingers. So you basically <laughs> took <laughs> shit for, for, for a little bit, right? <laughs> Whatever. Your girl really helped sometimes us out you here. Can, sometimes you got to eat stuff you don't want to eat. You I know. Think, I think he found her in the musician's grapevine of the trading times. The trading times. That's right. I do remember. Your mom was incredible at the wharf. She, their mom. So she was in Family Affair. She's, she's the one in front of Family Affair, yeah. In front of Family Affair. She would get up and party, and she knew how to party. When you saw her at the wharf, she was in her 70s. That's crazy. She was still crushing it. She would do like a couple songs with you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, when, when they both retired, that's when I joined the band. My father pretty much, when he put the keyboard down, he literally put the keyboard down. He never played another note from the day he retired. Uh, Though we did get him up to sing maybe once a year, which was quite a treat. <laughs> would your mother bust his balls? Oh, constantly. Oh, yeah. Constantly. She would get up there with him. boys need you? Let me tell you. Now, prior to the band started, did you guys have like a career path? Like, did you guys have regular jobs or was it just music 24-7? We, st- we still do. I'm we, still all have, we all have full-time jobs. Oh, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. We never stopped having full-time jobs, actually. Uh, really? Well, I, how, how do you work around this, that? Is it... It's probably mayhem because <laughs> working with Brett full time well, and doing a nine to five, I want to rip my hair out. Two of us, two of us. We don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we worked yeah. with Brett. We worked with Brett part time, and we lost all our hair. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> two, two of us are self employed, so we know the bosses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I've been uh, <laughs> I've been with the federal government for thirty one years. So. Oh, I did and not know that. Yeah, I wasn't going to give that up. So Greg has some fl- He has some flexibility in his his work and. Just Matt and I are just the, you know, like I said, we work. Matt has a custom wood shop, builds all custom cabinetry and and stair work and does all that stuff. Uh, I, have a, I have a retail store, music retail store. I sell custom drums. I have my own custom drum line. And we just do what we do. Greg works for the government. Damn, I think a lot of people don't know. And we that never stopped. We never jobs. stopped. Oh, yeah, we always had full time jobs. I'm going to be honest. I thought you guys did this full time. I mean, everywhere I go, you we guys do. are everywhere. Places rock and crazy packed. I mean, you guys have a great following. I mean, uh, we, we, I think every musician I see it doesn't have a full time job. Yeah, yeah it was, there's, there's a lot that don't. But then, when uh, when my parents uh, retired, their their big piece of advice to us was. 
play music because you love it. Don't play it because you want to make a living at it. Yeah. Uh, because that kind of takes away the fun when you have to do it for a living. So uh, we always made sure that we had some kind of work uh, to fall back on. Because you never know. You might walk out the door one day and get COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, <sorry>. oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> how how you holding up, man, with, uh, with everything going on with COVID? I'm struggling, but I'm still trying to get through it. I know we're all glad you're here, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, we heard the first thing when you when you know you get yourself back together. First thing you got you got back was your guitar. You wanted that right back. That's what they told me anyway. I didn't remember the first time that I they gave me my guitar. But so you didn't miss after a beat. I got out of the hospital, I you know I yeah. I, I started back in there. Oh, well, so, so glad you're back, together. brother. Get yeah. closer to the mic when you talk. <laughs> that's that's Frank. that's my voice. That's not. That's uh, actually, was so well, Matt, we Matt, got Don Corleone down here, right? Hey. That's it. Hey, hey yo. yo. <laughs> you don't tell me to move the microphone. <laughs> no, you move the microphone. This is Don Corleone. You got Frank Pentangeli down there in. You know, Michael Corleone did this, did that. So, did were you guys? Did COVID, I mean, now that we know you guys got full-time jobs, did COVID just crush you guys? I know you guys were doing, I was following, we're big on like uh, Instagram and TikTok. We're not as big on Facebook, but I know you guys were doing Facebook lives and stuff, uh, concerts in your basement. So did you get, Matt, did you get COVID like before that, after that? like when, After after we were doing the Facebook lives. Okay. Like, so were you back playing in bars? No. Yeah. It, well, during that time, we were playing a little bit in bars. Okay, but like that was and during the restrictions. Like everybody was so yeah. Distant. We when when they shut everything down uh, in March, uh, you know we were pretty much shut down too. And, and uh, though uh, during that summer, we were one of the few bands that was actually out there working uh, on a very limited basis with very limited staffing issues and yeah. limited seating and and. Uh, yeah. We were able to do that because we're only three pieces. We were brothers at the time, and uh, we're not now, by the way. We're not. We're, we're <laughs> not know. now. We're not brothers anymore. No. Yeah. No, but what I, I you know, it, it was Matt actually didn't get sick until that November. We all kind of got sick at the same time. It was right around in, in November, just before Thanksgiving. Uh, so we had already played a summer of of limited schedule. And then uh, when we all got sick, and then you know we we shut down completely after that. Uh, I you know Mike and I because Matt was really sick in the hospital, uh, uh, he, under paralytics. He was in an induced coma, and you know the doctors gave him a one percent chance of survival. And my wife, who was in the medical field, she was you know she don't sugarcoat anything, and you know she was like, we really need to pray for Matt. Matt is really really sick. And, uh, you know, so we kind of put the prayer, uh, put the prayer out there to the public when we posted it on Facebook and, and, uh, and by an overwhelming, uh, uh, prayer, we got Matt back. And, uh, when, when we knew that Matt was feeling better and that he was coming out of the hospital, that's when I had a conversation with Mike and I said, look, we got to get the band going again. Um, Let's do it without Matt. Let's let's get some subs. I'll reach out to some musicians that I know and uh, see what we can uh, get started with the band. And, and if, for a couple of reasons, a we needed to get back to work. We had you know, the band was at idle. Our production guys were at idle, so we wanted to get things going. And but at the same time, we wanted to kind of put a little fire under Matt's ass to 
to, to, to give him an incentive to get a little better to get back out there again. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt, I know you had a 1% chance of living, but you really got to get uh, back yeah. to work. I mean, we Matt, have a little time for this. I, I, know yeah. you're, I know you're almost dead, but we need you. Yeah, let's go, buddy. So, you know, so I reached out, uh, and we had some musicians come out, and, and one of those musicians was Deej. I, I, I've known Deej for a, a long time through a different music circle, and uh, I, I sent her a message to her. I said, hey, do me a favor. Um, you know, we're, we're looking to get back the band back out there again, and we need uh, some subs to do stuff to help Matt. So, and I know you play keyboards. I know you play guitar. Send me a song list. So she compiles a song list of 14 pages of about 1,000 songs. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so she's in. <laughs> Her resume was good. Yeah, she good she, resume. She's and, in. Yeah, she was working with the band at the time. Okay, but you know they did they did a lot of corporate stuff and they pretty much got crushed with the with the COVID thing. Yeah. So all of their all of their gigs had gotten canceled and she was sitting pretty idle. So it came for at a good time for her to financially even just to start, you know, making some money again, having some fun. And it, it just worked out for everybody. It really did. As Greg will continue, but yeah, one, yeah. Once Matt started feeling better and he started coming out to the gigs, we we still kept substitutes on with Matt, to, just because we didn't know what level of playability he was going to yeah. have. At because now we had, I had a full schedule for that summer, seven nights a week, nine gigs a week, twelve weeks, rocking and rolling. You know, yeah. so I had a full schedule and. You know, I needed to see what capacity Matt was going to be in before I started canceling subs or hiring more subs or canceling all the subs. I, yeah. You know, it was up to him, really. You know, so Deej was one of the ones we kept on. And and, uh, and Matt was like, you know, we should really think about keeping her in the band because she really helps out quite a bit, not just with his playing, but with vocals, uh, you know, Mike, you know, Mike complains a lot about a stale set list, so we were throwing some different songs in there now, having her in the band. So, and, and that's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so. another thing. Do you do you that's, guys like fight each other about the set list? Like, is every, it just like every song? Every, <laughs> there's a fight every only, song. Only every thirty seconds or so. Other, you know, it's Mike's here. We go with this shit again. What the here fuck? we go again. <laughs> so, Matt, are you comfortable talking about the COVID at all, or, or would you rather? Sure. Not? So. I'm still alive. No, yeah, yeah. But did you, when did you know when you got it that it was going to be, did you know it was going to be real no, serious or no, did it kind of just happen? No, it just, it just kind of happened. I just started feeling bad. A couple days, I didn't feel good. Well, the day that I felt the worst, I left the shop. I told my guy, listen, just close up. I said, I got to go lay down. I am just not feeling good. I will go home. And I lay down in bed now. You know my son, Matt? Yeah. Well, my sister came, comes to pick him up, take him to the gym every day. And I was home, and she said, what's going on? Why are you home? You know. And she looked at me. She says, you don't look good. What's going on? Something's not right. So I said, I'm just tired. I'm just, I just got to lay down. And she ran home and got a pulse ox machine and put my pulse ox, you know, put the thing on my finger. I ended up having... A pulse ox of 65. Wow. Which is Pretty much very low. You need to be around 95 to 100. 60 is dead. Yeah. That's so horrible. I was down to 65. And at that time, I have no recollection what happened, how I got out of the house. 
So at that point, once you left that house, you really don't remember much until you woke remember. up and got better? Right, I don't. Wow. They're going to have to tell you because I don't. That's, in, that's crazy. That was me, sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> it must have been the Taco Bell. <laughs> that's um, crazy. But, um, yeah, so once we got Matt, you know, once uh, my sister told my, my wife, who's a, a, a nurse, uh, my wife said, get him right to Cooper immediately, passed three hospitals to get to it. Because we knew the Cooper was a level one, and, and the, we'll be able to do whatever they needed to do to keep him alive. So um, they sent him there, uh, and it was within 24 hours. He went from CPAP, which is a uh, basically uh, a machine that, that that helps you breathe, to uh, being on a ventilator to where he needed it to survive. That's um, the machine makes scary. you breathe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was on that ventilator. In, in an induced coma for what seventy some days, they had you know, and after after two weeks of being on it, they had to uh, put a trach in him to because it just it becomes a, a hazard uh, health wise if you leave that ventilator or if you leave if you leave him intubated for that long it becomes a problem. So, wow. um, but you know, fast forward to all that, uh, you know, uh, we got him back up on the stage and uh, we got Deej in the band now and. And she hasn't killed us yet. <laughs> so do you have any, <clears throat> Matt, do you have any fear of like, like I struggle with like anxiety and, and OCD. So I have like a little, I've always been like a germ freak my whole life and like took COVID pretty serious. Do you have any fear of like back playing at bars or are you just like, I already had it. I did it. I almost died from it. I'm just going fucking I, balls to the wall. I, I actually don't have any fear of it. And, you know, before I got it, I was a non-believer. Yeah. I, I still I still don't have a fear of it. I don't feel like I'm indestructible or whatever. I just I I, I am not the person who's gonna lay back and nah, let yeah. this thing run my life. Well, a doc- I'm just gonna keep going until they tell me I can't go no more. Yeah, a doctor explained it to me pretty well, it, and I could be wrong, but they really said it's it's just it's such a foreign disease because it's never been here before yes. that once it hits your immune system. It's it's it shocks it. It's not ready for it. So some people just take it. And like I said, you guys are fucking working full time jobs and then playing nine gigs a week. So you guys' immune system is probably fucking a little bit less than than most people because this you know the, just the, the sheer hours of, of work you guys are doing. It's just probably didn't help it as well. So luckily yeah. uh, your sister came at that time because oh yeah, if, if she didn't show up, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. I think uh, absolutely well, we're glad not. You're here, man. We're glad you looked it right in the eye and fucking beat it. Yeah, fucking well, awesome. I, I beat it. I'm still struggling, but and the guy, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm back into therapy again for my lungs. My lungs are the only thing that's really damaged. Yeah, the most. That's crazy. Were you in the same boat as the guy from um, the Soul Cruisers? Did he kind of go over under Stevie? The, yeah, we were. We you guys were, are friends with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Stevie Barlotta, Yes. He was we like were same scenario. Very similar. Yep. Yep. He did, he wasn't he wasn't traked or he wasn't he was on ventilator but he wasn't traked. Trait. But he, you know, he was struggling as long as I have. So what's the doctor say about you playing on stage and singing? He's well, telling you not I, you know, to do it? <laughs> no, actually, they are, they're telling me to do it. They think it's a better, you it know, like, I, like I, I lost the control of my left arm. I have no, I couldn't move my left arm. He said, you know, neurologist told me that that's going to be the best thing for you is to play. I agree. And the same thing with my lungs. The best thing is singing, harmonica. Any of that, 
is going to help your lungs get back to where they are. Yeah. We want him to do more harmonica, though. But <laughs> There's some songs you'll see. He's like yelling at his brothers, too, yeah. was one of the things the doctor said. <laughs> Stop. Be more miserable, uh, they, the doctor said. Be more miserable uh, to your brothers. All right, well, listen, I'm glad you're here. We don't want to talk about COVID too much because it's been such a, a topic that's controversial, but I really am glad that you're here. You look great. Well, Brett, how's, how's, it, how's it been with, with the band, Deej? Well, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, nice. Damn it. Yeah. Um, life changing, and that's that's you know I don't I don't say it lightly. Uh, I was working like with an agency band, um, which was actually two bands. I was with the same people, but we did black tie stuff, weddings, and then scaled down. We did casinos and bars and stuff like that, and I love them. And we're still friends. Like we're you know as people, they're. Very, very dear to me, and I still keep in touch with them. Um, I we things did go stale because of COVID. We were totally shut down. Our agency was not active. I was bored out of my skull. And when I started playing with them a year ago, I mean, it was like the answer to everything I'd wanted performing because there was so much variety, and I was able to just let go of certain walls you have to put up when you play, you know, corporate shit. And I could just be and they embrace what I bring they don't try to alter it you know because with corporate stuff you have to like kind of mind yourself in some arenas and they just let me flourish and they welcomed me so quickly and I've known Greg for ever um probably you know <laughs> actually it was forever in a day yes <laughs> wow but yeah a pretty long time so you know coming into it I didn't feel like I was guarded and I just I, I didn't think I'd ever become a, a such a, you know, like integrated in the family the way I am now. But I mean, they and I deal with chronic anxiety and PTSD. And, and, and it's something that you have to learn to live with, yeah, you know, and 100%. I'm in my 30s and it's really not. It's it's kind of like a parallel every day. I don't know how it's going to go. Is it like hard getting and, out in front of people? or uh, Honestly, yeah. The older I get, it's actually more difficult for me to manage sometimes just, you know, my environment. And I, you know, I get uncomfortable, but. Never be, being around them is like the the best thing. It's better than any anxiety medication could ever be. It's it's better than yeah, it's like being with my family. It's like being right. with my three arguing uncles. So <laughs> yeah, and like Matt's what happened to Matt, you know, is, is is sometimes I look at him and it just grounds me because so there are some days that I I can't even drive, you know, and I and I I have scary symptoms and things that really fuck with my like my eyesight and my heart and yeah. and then I look at Matt and I'm like. He literally cheated death. Like, the fuck's my problem? So, you know, they they keep me grounded. And, you know, especially this one yells at me. And then I'm like, yeah, I better. I I got to knock it off. So See, everybody thinks he's (laughs) the quiet one. I just find that hard to believe. (laughs) I don't know how they think Who told you Michael was the quiet one? Everybody's like. That's that's right. A lot of people don't think he, he doesn't sing. Because he's in the back, I feel like. But don't oh, you no. sing? That's right. I just sing like most of the time. He sings most of the time. That's what I said, literally. He doesn't just sing. He can sing. So, are you managing, like, do you manage yourself or do you have a manager? Yes, we manage ourselves. You're looking at We do our own bookings. Um, We try to keep, try to keep the whole business in-house, you know. We don't like to, I mean, we have have the best relationship with agents and we we love the agents that we deal with because they don't need us and we don't need them. So, because of that, it is a great relationship. Um, We, a lot of times, if the, uh, if the agent has a venue... Uh, and the and the venue wants to book us. We have to go through the agent. So, we 
uh, and, and if I have like empty holes in my schedule that I just can't seem to get anything booked there, I can always reach out to an agent and they'll fill those dates in for me. But we pretty much are 95% booking ourselves and managing ourselves. Um, we're, we, I, I think the level that we're at right now, you know, to, to take it to the next level, we would probably have to get involved in agents and, and get involved in a whole other level of, of management and things like that. But I like where we're at. Um, and, and, you know, my brothers have been doing this for pushing 50 years now. So, yeah. uh, you know. You guys I'm, know what you're doing. You guys are yeah. donkeys. You guys know. So we, we, we have the connections. Yeah. We there's, have the, the relationships. Us, then the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> so, but seriously, is that, uh, are you content with where you are at right now? Is there, do you want to go travel more? Do you want to just continue to do what you're doing? Like, are you guys. I mean, if, if, if everybody else wants to, I would, but. What do you guys like better, Seattle or Wildwood? <laughs> that's that's uh, the fucking question we uh, got. Seattle guys or you guys? He's trying to he's trying to get us fired. Is what he's trying to do. I, I get it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many I people DM'd it. us that question. Uh, Literally, I like both for different reasons. Great Honestly. fucking answer. Wildwood's got a great culture where it's you know either party or family and. You can kind of pick and choose. and You can you say know. ghetto. We're from Wildwood. You can say Wildwood's Listen, ghetto. <laughs> we're, we're North Wildwood guys. <laughs> no, we came out with a trick on Seattle. ghetto, too. I met my fiance at Keenan's. Okay, Playing with them. Oh, shit. And then we actually... Are one of them your fiance? What's that? Are one of them your fiance? Oh, you're funny. But we actually started dating in Sea Isle. So I got to buy us for both. I can't pick one over the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly uh, how many people DM'd us that question. Uh, a lot of people do. You know, you know, it's funny. The, uh, the those those two venues are, you know, they're only ten miles apart, but they're two completely different markets for us in the summer. Yeah, it's crazy. Hundred percent. The, the people that come to see us at Keenan's, they do not go to Sea Isle. The people that come to see us in Sea Isle, very rarely come to Keenan. You know, yeah. it's there's very little cross. Yeah. Support. It's it's really two different markets for us, and Cape May is the same thing. It's a whole. It, it, every island we play on is a whole separate market. It's another country. Well, different following, and, and, and it works out great that way because it. We don't have to play favorites. We we and we like all the gigs down there. You know, every venue we play has something a little different to offer, and, and uh, we're treated like family at all of them. So they're really. It, it's it, it isn't even like one of them. Treats us better than the other. They all treat us the same. They all treat us like family. And we got to go to a show because you know when we see you guys, we see you guys mainly Keenan. So we got to stop it down to a Seattle show and see what the vibes like down there. I've seen them yeah. for ten years. I don't want to see okay. them. Again. I, I, yeah, you've I, seen I, this I, enough. No, you're a groupie, dude. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love them. I so you guys, now see friend, the shows. My friends yell at me. The like, shows Why the are fuck actually different. See them again. No, they no, are. No, I'm not saying different as far as the music goes. Really, there's a lot of the same music in, that we do in say in Keenan's and, and yeah. Ocean Drive. Now you guys Ocean all Drive is a much more, like the Springfield was, much more close proximity. Yeah. So you get more involved with, with the people yeah. there. In, in Wildwood, it's, we play when we're there. We, just, we play balls out every night when we're there. And it's like the people just. DJ's balls are they never just, out. They just, like, <laughs> they just suck That's it up, man. It's just, it's, 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 there's nothing, there's no way to explain it really. Other than um, just a great feeling to be up there and and watching, you know, three or four hundred people every night on a on a Saturday night at Keenan's or vice versa Saturday afternoon. That's you know, 
at Ocean Drive, and it's uh, that's got to be the and we, how fortunate we are, how lucky we are. Uh, it's you know, we we've been used, pretty much doing the same schedule for the past <laughs> since 2005. <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. almost been the same, except for this year we did make a couple of changes to our schedule. I I, I announced at the end of the season last year that we were going to cut back a little bit, and. Uh, our, the reason the, the, the way we cut back was we, we, we try not to play late at night that much anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're still playing seven days a week, but we, we probably the biggest change of the summer is we're going to be doing Wednesdays at Keenan's uh, instead of the wharf. Um, we just made that decision because uh, it, it just looked like the, the, you know, the direction we wanted to go into with the wharf is uh, we saw we, we did a few four to seven shifts on Fridays. Uh, at the wharf, and they worked out great for us, and and uh, we really liked that shift. So, after having you know, after talking, we're like, you know what? If we're gonna play seven days a week, I don't want to play late at night yeah. on a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's when I had talked to Mick over at the wharf and and told him I said, look, let's do uh, you know we want to do four to seven. That's that's you know if you guys are cool with that, we're cool with that and. That's what we're doing this summer. So we're doing four to seven there, and we're doing um, a seven to ten at Keenan's this year in the summer. Um, that's that's probably the big change is, is Wednesday at Keenan's. Um, also, uh, because we're doing Wednesdays, we decided that we're not going to do every Saturday at Keenan's this year. We're only doing the holiday Saturdays. So. There's a little give and take there at Keenan's. Yeah, it, yeah. The schedule changed a little bit. But is it tough for you guys? Like, <clears throat> I'm very familiar with the bar business. It, it's got to be tough for you guys. Like, you guys are so loyal to who you play with, but there's got to be a thousands, not thousands, but a handful of other bars that are trying to get you to come there and offer you more money. So it's, it, it's got to be a tough decision between the three of you. Like, listen, yeah. you guys are great guys, loyal guys, but it's got to be like, they're offering us a significant more money. Like, what the fuck do we do? Do you struggle with that at all a little bit or not really? Um, well, I, I, we, we're very upfront with that with, with all the venues that we work. We, we tell them. Yeah. You know, we're like, look, um, we, don't, we don't flood a market. You know, we, we, we pick and choose the places we play, and we're loyal to those places. You know, and in return, you may pay us a little more than you would pay normal bands yeah, you yeah. know or, or you know what you would normally pay a band but you know pay us a little more and with that you get our loyalty uh where this band has always been based uh is always a lot of our success we think is based on our loyalty to our to the folks we work for and the integrity you know when you hire the joanna brothers you're going to get a band that's going to show up on time they're going to start on time they're going to play their sets they're going to play to the crowd they're going to keep them entertained they're going to and at the end of the night, they're going to say good night, and they're going to not going to linger around. They're not going to cause any problems. They're going to leave. Yeah, you know, and and that's always been the way we've done business, and that's the way our parents did business, and we continue to do that. And that's one of the things that makes us appealing. Not so much the music, because let's face it, we're all cover bands. We're all playing other people's music, so we're not we're not rock stars that way. We're yeah. we're just we're providing a service, and we happen to enjoy what we do, and we happen to and happens to be music. So. Uh, with 
with that, I, I think that's what makes us a little bit different than a lot of the bands out there. Yeah. You know, when we go on break, we, we talk to our people. We talk to the people. Some bands don't. And there's nothing against that. That's just the way that they choose to run their business, and that's fine. But, you, you know. not know Michael Comp to show whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on our podcast numerous times. He's For the there. record, Mike has earned that. Yeah. He's been- <laughs> but does that get frustrating, yeah. though? Like, we all, have, we all have bad days. Everybody. I don't care who you are. You have a bad day. It's got to be frustrating playing seven days a week, and like, so there's some days you just don't want to fucking talk to people. I'm sure people are shoving shots down your guys' throats. Like, is it is it tough to? You know, I, I we usually get that way by August first. <laughs> Last year we got that way by Fourth of July. <laughs> We're hoping this year it's not by Memorial Day, but <laughs> but but you know, but really, it's you know, what makes that a little bit easier for us is again, we're treated like family at all these venues. I can walk into Keenan's whether I'm playing or not, and if I wanted to have a beer, I never have to put a, you know, a dollar oh, down. Yeah. If I want a hamburger, I go in the back. I say, "Hey, Floody, make me a burger. Yeah. I make me a burger." You know, it's 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 that family element that we. It, it's really it, it it goes by really fast. It really does. Well, we hope it, to be there one day where we can just walk in and just say, "Yo, yeah. we still got to fight our way to, to do what we want." Well, so. you got you you got CLA's team, yeah. man. That's that that yeah, I'm that is. Jealous. That is your ticket to I that. Know. My ticket to fame. My ticket out of my business. I'm in. So you guys uh, are playing here seven to ten. It's seven now, so I'm sure you guys got to hop on. Are you comfortable with us just pausing it and then maybe doing ten more minutes at your first break? I want to add one thing. Yeah, we are one of the last bands that do not use tracks. Really, I'm proud of that. That is, yeah. Oh yeah, we, we don't have play to because of music. him. He's a cyborg. He's all hooked. I like that. He's hooked up you intravenously. Affi- you, you officially just sounded like our mother when you said yeah. that. Hun. <laughs> yeah, hun. Yeah, hun. Well, uh, I can. Yeah. I've earned that. Because when we started this podcast, uh, at 6 o'clock, there was five people here, so nobody showed up for us. I just turned around at 7 o'clock. When you guys are supposed to go on, it's fucking Place packed. packed. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, they're going to start getting angry in 10 yeah. minutes. You better watch out. That's because there's CLA's tea cans all over the place. Yeah, okay. There's cans of blue ass. A new guy in there. Look at this. We got somebody over here pointing at the watch. Look. Yeah, hey. yeah there's points. So hey. listen, whether we come back or not, or we just end it this way, uh, it's yeah, literally it's an honor for us to fucking yeah, have you guys for coming on. on. No, seriously, oh. if you guys if you guys want to if you guys are going to hang out, but we'll, we'll, we could do ten more minutes if you want to pause yeah, it. That's not a yeah, that's well, yeah, hundred percent. Right, we'll pause Shit, it through ten minutes. We'll, pause it. we'll bring you as whatever you guys want. All right, thanks, Jimmy. You guys get on stage. We'll see you in 10, okay. 20 minutes. Okay. We'll see you. Some of the other questions you had. We'll see Hold on, Jimmy. Are we recorded? Oh, we're back on. We're back on. Oh, Mike, I want to say you have a beautiful, beautiful fucking voice. Ah, stop. You should oh, hear a singing yeah. voice. Yeah, hear, me, hear me sing. Hear me sing. the when you guys are playing. I said, dude, Mike can fucking, he's got a beautiful voice. Nah, not me. <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the questions was, uh. Thank you. Was directed towards me. But I think, <laughs> they want you to answer it, but I do this all the time, which I've stopped doing, because we've had so many musicians on the podcast, and they've all said this was one of their biggest pet peeves, so I stopped doing it. But they want to know, A, what's one of your biggest pet peeves, and do you got like a lot of the people's answers are when somebody comes up and sings with them, which I've done numerous times. I think I've actually done it with you uninvited once or twice. Um, but what's one of your biggest pet peeves when you're playing at any gig? That's probably one of the biggest ones is when somebody grabs a microphone while you're singing. Oh, I would never do that. Oh, no, I know. I know you wouldn't, but there are people <laughs> that do. Um, yeah. Biggest thing is, yeah, just 
touching, touching or grabbing a, a gear without, you know, without oh, yeah. at least saying, hey, do you mind if I can so give us a chance to tell them no? Yeah. But well, no, they just, you know, just, just grabbing stuff. Yeah. We're grabbing your private parts while you're playing. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> that actually does. That well, makes that you happened. rock star status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to me. But it do, has. You, do you like when, when people come up and be like, Hey, listen. I, can you play this song? But I, I'm in a band, or I sing it really well. Like, what's your guys' take on that? We know right. if they come up and ask us, we know that they can't sing. <laughs> they can't sing. I figured that, right? Because musicians would that's, never do that. That's about ninety yeah. percent of the time, yeah. right? We yeah. usually we usually do an invite policy where you know you'll call somebody up. Yeah, if somebody's in the audience that we know is capable, we you know we'll we'll bring them up to play, or we'll ask them to come up and play. But every once in a while, there's like. There's the friend of the friend that we like to bring up to play. Like, you know, still come up and say, hey, my buddy's here with us, and he wants to sing, and he can never sing. <laughs> it's awful. But, you know, but we're, we're very uh, upfront when we do bring people up. We tell them, we're like, look, um, you know, if you suck, we will stop oh, yeah. dead in our tracks. We, we will st- really? we stop. We will stop. Oh, yeah, we, we will stop it. playing you- and tell them <laughs> to get off the stage. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I told them, well, we'll bring out the hook. So. That's fucking awesome. What's yeah. your biggest pet peeve as long as when you got when you guys are done singing a song and you get people screaming, sing this, sing that. Oh, what guys that won't shit. you guys sing as a, as a band? We, we sing just about anything because we are in the people business and sometimes people want to hear what we don't want to play. Uh, sometimes. But, but we're the, in, only, the only thing that we won't play is, and because we <laughs> suck at it, not because it really matters whether we like it or not. And that's rap music. We just don't. We we're about the worst yeah. rappers ever. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, Wait, nobody we, ever asked me. We rap like <laughs> shit. What the hell? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we rap Christmas gifts better than we. But rap now music. we have DJ in the band, so I shouldn't say that because we need to learn some yeah, some I, rap school. She says she can do it. If I rolled in a bar, they're playing Ja Rule. I'd oh, dude, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> my my wife knows the words to every '90s hip hop song. She ever. does. He's not lying. I, I don't know how she does it, but she does. One of the questions was, uh, "Why don't you guys have a tip jar?" We were one of the only, only one of the only cover bands. I, I shouldn't say that, but there's half of them do. I guess half of them don't. But a lot of people say they want to tip you. Sometimes they feel like it's disrespectful if they come up and just fucking shove money in your face. But you guys actually don't have a, a tip jar. Dee's shaking. She's shaking her head. No, shove money in my face right no, now. No, it's <laughs> not. Honestly, it's, it's if anything, it's really flattering when they do. But, I mean, they usually come up to Greg and hand him the money. <laughs> there you go. I mean, before COVID. And he usually keeps it. Before COVID, it was. It, that's not true. But before COVID, uh, we, we don't usually. Um, we never did a tip jar, only because the market up here is very different than places like Florida, uh, Nashville, where they they work on tips. Whereas up here, we get paid pretty well for what we do. Um, and uh, but after COVID, when COVID hit and everybody started putting out tip jars, uh, it, it's it's a little more common to put tip jars out. And we may put one out. But we never really had to. People come up to us and, and they'll, they'll request a song uh, and they'll give us the money to play it and we just put it up on the stage somewhere. And either we split it or we'll put it or we'll give it to the production guy. Like if we get tips uh, at some of the bars, um, we'll give them to the staff, to the bartenders, oh, to wow. the servers because they're they're you know they're they're going out of their way giving us napkins on stage. Uh, they're taking time out of what they what they do. So we usually cut in the servers and the bartenders and, and 
and those folks. And uh, we also uh, help out the production people too. Sometimes they work a little extra hard to get things rolling. So we try to cut everybody in when we can. Any untold Juliana brother stories that, you know, before gig moments or during gig moments that we haven't heard of? Who hooked up with the most like chicks? Partying wise, like on. back in the day Let's when you crazy. guys started out. Some crazy stories that you know, like, they might not want to say. Maybe we might, I wouldn't might not want to say, or you know, like like Captain Geach. They all pass. You guys they all pass the mic to, to like, Matt. Should I leave? Family. Like uh, <laughs> the pizza slice on the antenna of the van, oh, you know, trying like to get that. home without it falling. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Without stopping. We stopped the pizza falls. Well, we, yeah, we used to, a you know. Slice of pizza. On we there. used to all drive in the same vehicle. We had the band van. Oh, I remember that van. We had. You still have it anymore? It was. No, we don't have it anymore, but we. It's a planner. There now. was. <laughs> I mean, up until probably about 12 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, we always traveled together in the same vehicle, same van. And for, I don't know, we were coming home from somewhere far away. We used and to somebody do had this idea to put a piece of pizza on on our antenna. Well, we we, and we used to do this around the antenna <laughs> and, see, and see how long we could keep it up there without it sliding all the way down to the bottom. That's fucking I, great. I, I mean, but but before that, we used to uh, if, if we had like leftover uh, chicken McNuggets from a from a gig we're driving. We would we would actually throw the chicken McNuggets at street signs to see if we can hit them while yeah, we're driving down the road. Like that. You know, like really that. cool stuff like that. Yeah, and then one time we 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 threw something, and I don't know how it, it swung back and actually got caught on an antenna. Then we said, "Wow, how cool would it be if we put a piece of pizza on there?" So we did that, and we actually drove about ninety miles with a piece of pizza on the antenna. <laughs> That's awesome. So what That's about uh, what about local bands that you guys like? Not a good word to use, but not compete with, but play with down the Jersey Shore or even in Delco or, or Philly. Um, there's a lot of good up-and-coming bands like Fat Mez and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, yeah. LeCompte. Uh, we've had Jameson on, Mike and Kelly. Do you guys have any favorites of your – I know you, you guys are going to say you like all of them, but do you have any ones that you like to go actually out and watch that are, uh, that are good? So, some of the bands, we, we, we enjoy their musicianship. We enjoy the way they play. Uh, but there's also some of the musicians that we really consider friends. Like, well, you know, I, I, I've heard Mike LeCompte play for years. I enjoy Mike's company. I like going to go see Mike, not because he's playing, but because Mike is actually on break. I'll, I'll sit and talk with him and see how he's doing. Nice. Uh, you know, Mike, to me, is, you know, he's been in the business a long time like we have, and, and he's like family. Um, I would probably say, I, I'm speaking for myself here and maybe a couple of the other guys, but uh, we really enjoy the Amish Outlaws. Oh, ah, dude, um, they're awesome, man. We really love those guys. Man. We we became really good friends with them through the years. And even though we really work two different markets, whenever we get a chance, we always try to see each other. And uh, and those guys, they're just a lot of fun. We've done fundraisers with them. We've set in with them. They've set in with us. And it's always a good time. There's, we love those guys. Um, Fat Mez, they're on their way up, and they're still climbing. And... Uh, them guys are, are Those awesome guys are too. Awesome. Fat Mez was down what? Uh, the inlet this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. really talented. Just, yeah, just, just quick, just quick happy you, birthday. Just you're gonna see them. You're gonna see them all summer down there. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're really good. To you. <laughs> a lot they're of gonna, They're gonna light a champagne bottle with sparklers in a second. Yes, oh. this is the birthday for Seattle Ice <laughs> Vodka. 
A lot of people asked us, and I, I, we, we always answer them. We've had so many musicians on that we answer them. Like, they want to know your favorite bars that you play at. And while individually they want to know your favorite bar, your favorite bar, your favorite bar. I know that's tough because you got so many people playing you, but is there like in a, a, a bar that's like, it's always fucking packed. It's always, these are balls to the wall. Like, I know it's different every time, but it's a hard question to answer. I, I get if you don't want to answer it, but do you have a favorite bar or one that you really enjoy playing at? We like them all. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we tell them. Yeah, yeah, it is. I got it. Pretty much all of them. Sloppy Joe's in Key West. Ah. Oh, every night. Oh, is. my God. Are you guys still doing that? Yeah. Dude, we, we, we're going to go back? We just did it. Like We were just there four times in like four months. November, we're, late November, and then in. late December for New Year's we Eve weekend, New Year's and Eve. then again in February, and then we're going down this October for uh, Fantasy Fest. Yeah. God help us all. Dude, I am, uh, <laughs> I've been to Sloppy <laughs> Joe's numerous times. Never went down there to see you guys play but when you guys do go down there this was pre-covid i used to watch you guys on their fucking website or whatever. Yeah. yeah why are you guys not retired all move to florida and just play only at sloppy no, thank you no <laughs> no not for me it is only they haven't asked us to. yeah no, that's what thanks. i'm saying i know it's like because there's no blue can ass down there that's why yeah. Yeah. it's coming it's coming <laughs> nothing compares me. to say aisle uh, that's so funny though i um, could never live in florida i'd die but yeah i mean i Every bar has something different that, that we enjoy about it, and and for that reason, we don't really have a favorite. We really don't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't really have a favorite. Now, I, I, I like playing at the mall. Now, for me, I'm just wondering this. I was just thinking, can all you guys play the same, like, can you guys multitask with instruments? Like, can, do you ever, like, switch it up on the crowd one night, just, like, fuck around with your audience? Deej is the, is the only real musician in the band. <laughs> <laughs> She uh, like if Deidre's on the drums and Mike was yeah, on, the, she, on the piano. We she have can, done that. We've done that. Really? Actually, yeah. so one time Mike had to retire quickly from the set at a place in North Philly, and um, I don't think it don't. He had to go. Okay, well we're being honest. He had to take a shit real bad. Love it. So I I hopped on the drum set. My my father has been is a drummer like professionally is a professional drummer. So my first instrument was actually the drum since I was two. But I didn't grow up with my dad, so I didn't grow up with a drum kit. So I ended up being a pianist because my mother is a professional pianist. So if I get on a kit, I can fake it. You know, I can play, but I won't call myself a drummer. Yeah. So it got put to the test one day when he had to poop, and we had to keep playing. So I got on the drum kit, oh, and it wa- nobody died. Nobody died. <laughs> I'm just saying, nobody died. Awesome. Some, <laughs> people, some people in the bathroom did, but nobody on. Well, after you got out of it, yeah. I always wondered if you guys would just like <laughs> fuck with the audience and just come out with different different instruments. What the fuck's going on? Well, yeah. people, when we, we play that Bruce Springsteen and they hear a saxophone, they're coming up, they're like, "Where is that coming from?" Oh, and you, you see them looking for the saxophone, but it's his, it's his ass on the guitar guitar saxophone because he has the the pedal, and they're the people are perplexed, like they don't understand <laughs> that you can make different sounds come out of something that doesn't look like it. It's hilarious. And, uh, and I wasn't kidding, by the way. She is really the only trained musician in the band. <laughs> we're, we're all self-taught. self-taught None yeah. of us had any lessons. So, uh, you know, we, we're, we just, we're very ear-trained. It's about, that's about as far as we go, as far as music knowledge. And, I mean, if we know how a song goes, we can squeak yes. by. Well, Greg but, uh, won't admit it on, on the podcast, but Greg, Greg hates me because 10 years ago, 15 years ago when I met him, I'd say he would just get done playing his fucking... I don't know, 10th gig of the week, and I'd say, Greg, you got to play James Lade. It's my favorite song. Oh this bed is on fire. And Greg would say, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> you got to be. F-. And I say, Greg, that's the only reason I work. 
That's the only reason I work on the night you guys play, so I can hear you guys sing it. You'd be like, I probably won't buy. I probably won't buy them with my shirt off with no shoes on a thousand here's, times. Yeah, work here's, work. A, here's a look at. Uh, that's a little insane. skinnier back then. That's actually, that's it was 874 times that's I counted. Insane. <laughs> is that insane or what? So is it? I'll, we will never be able to feel this feeling like. And I say this to everybody: if if you could have one dream job, like my job would literally be to just be a musician because I think. The best feeling in the world is coming out on stage and just, like you said, 400, 500 people screaming the song you're playing. Is that, do you guys still get that feeling like when, when, when you are playing and it's fucking, like is, is it not the greatest feeling ever? And there's no way to explain it, no way to explain it to people. Uh, I mean, about, to me, the, about entertaining people. Yeah. Not being so much being a musician or playing music. It's, it's entertaining people that's watching people have. Good time. A good time oh, yeah. to what you're doing up on stage. Well, it's in your blood. And it's this just it's yeah. in your blood. Nah, there's nothing. You, you come from town, like and it's you pass like it down through generations. Like I, 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 I think I, I think another secret to our success is we we look at what we do a little differently, a little differently than most bands do. Um, we we don't care what song we're playing. We don't care what genre of music we're playing. What we the enjoyment we get out of playing is. We enjoy playing together as a band and the product that comes out, whether the product be a country song, whether the product be Sweet Caroline, whether the product be Freebird, whether the product be an Aussie song. We enjoy the four of us on stage playing music and the, pro- and the product that's coming out is something that we're satisfied with and something that, that luckily for us, the people that are in the audience are satisfied too. That's... I'll you tell know, you right now, you guys, you guys are legends around Jersey yeah. Shore, Philadelphia area. Well, yeah. area. When, when you guys talk minds. about <laughs> cover bands, you guys are up there in top tier, top three, I would say. Probably no, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't ask you guys to come on the podcast. We started about three years ago because I'm being 100% honest with you. I didn't think as big as you guys were would come on the podcast. Um, when I reached out to Greg, he was all for it, and, and we're so appreciative. But the thing I love about you guys – the most is like you've got 18 year olds that are following you you got 80 year olds that are following you you got 50 year olds fo- like and it's it's fucking crazy you make a lot of people money in the bar industry and uh i'm just happy you guys came on i, I hope you guys had a good time and uh if you guys had anything else to say I, I i i was so happy that you asked us to do this and, and I, you know of course you i always have to run it by the band before i come with the final decision but i i I was ready to do it myself if they didn't want to do it, but I was happy to hear that we were all, as a group. We're like, yeah, let's do it. I'm glad we did it here, not at not at the uh, headquarters. Oh um, yeah, oh, my they, empty they house. They might have been divorced. Yeah, they might have been. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some wild nights there on the podcast. Lecomte was there. I don't think he went home that night. I think oh, he stayed there. Oh, no. Yeah, Lecomte thinks he could just come over whenever he wants now. That's what's the best about that. Yeah, well, he but, can. He's earned that. Like I said that before. <laughs> but listen, we fully expect every time we walk in the bar, you guys are playing. Make way. The Island Podcast is here. Yes. Right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Island Podcast. <laughs> here they come. Bring uh, the CILT, the white can. Absolutely. We'll so what do you guys, guys think? This is the new drink that's coming out this summer. Uh, this will be the lemon, um, well, the vodka base. We have a peach vodka, uh, vodka one coming out, and then we got <gasps> the new ma- uh, the new malt ones with the blue can. Did so. you say peach vodka? Yes, we peach, did. Yes. Sign me up. There's been a lot of controversy back and forth, bickering, but we mm, decided peach. Haters. Peach vodka's worth that. For the ladies. For everybody, man. For everybody. I'm Mike, ready. I'm a peach guy. Mike, Deej. Greg, Matt, thank you guys so fucking much. You guys can Appreciate catch us on Spotify, on iTunes, on Apple, on our Instagram. You can follow them on their Facebook. 
Um, come see them this summer. They are absolutely fucking incredible. Thank you so much, boys. And thank, thank you, you out yes. there for supporting live music. If it wasn't for you guys, we would not be doing what we're doing. So thank you for supporting live music. Thank you, guys. Appreciate absolutely. it. Yes, Anytime. gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a good friend.